Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Havilah's Podcast. I hope you've got your coffee or maybe you put on your walking shoes because we have a great episode today. We're going to have a little chat together, but it's going to have a little twist. You see, yesterday, drum roll, it was my birthday. And I had this thought, like, why not celebrate together, like with all of us? So I'm handing you a virtual slice of cake and I may or may not be eating the leftover donuts from yesterday. And we're going to dive into today's special episode. Now, if you've been on this podcast for a while, you know, every once in a while, I throw in my usual Cunnington ketchup, right? It's all about getting real, authentic, sharing the story of our everyday life and having those really honest conversations. Yes, that sometimes can make me uncomfortable, but I know it always leads to you knowing what's normal and you getting to know me on a like a human level. Well, today's no different except that I'm going to add a birthday filter. Yep, it's right. Uh, we're keeping it authentic, following Jesus, and uh, always adding just a dash of humor. So let's get ready for some candid reflections on my past year. Yes, some of my birthday wishes, and maybe a few laughs along the way. At least I hope that it's funny and you enjoy it. And before we jump right in, I just want to say I am so grateful to have you here with me, and I'm just sending you a huge virtual birthday hug to each and every one of you. Your presence in my life is the best gift I could ask for. So let's sit back and let's have a Cunnington ketchup with a birthday twist. All right, let's do this. Well, how are you guys doing? Happy November. My birthday is November 28th. Yes, every seven years I have a birthday on Thanksgiving And this year, it was not on Thanksgiving, but I had such a great birthday. And I had a great birthday, not because the day was awesome, although I had a great day. I had a great birthday because I had a chance to reflect on my life, reflect on the year that we've had, and just have some time to just acknowledge another year, a year that was filled with highs and lows, a year that surpassed my expectations, and even some disappointing things that I had hoped would be dealt with by now. (laughs) Well, you guys get it, right? It's another year, another birthday. And so I put together a couple questions to kind of help you, well, almost as if you were interviewing me for my year. Boy, is this sounding weird? I hope it's not sounding weird, but I didn't want to just ramble, so I put together some questions so that you guys could kind of follow along with the way that I'm thinking about this past year and all the things. So as you guys know, I, I'm, I'm an author and a speaker and a pastor. And most of the year I'm very busy. I get to do a lot of cool things. I work really hard and I play really hard and I love it that way. But one of the things I learned early on as a mommy minister is that if I don't have boundaries around my holidays, I won't actually take them or I'll show up and I'll just kind of roll in exhausted or finish the, you know, the year sick. And so I really started to put some boundaries around my holidays. And one of the things that I realized was as a mom and as a woman, I really love Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are two of my favorite things. 
I love to decorate. I love the candles. I love the movies, the fireplace, the whole thing, right? And so, like I said, many years ago, I just decided that I was not going to travel right before Thanksgiving all the way to the end of January. Like I just wasn't going to travel for work. I was going to be home and I could wear my pajamas all day if I wanted to. (laughs) I still work, of course, but I just wouldn't have to get on a plane and do all those things. And it has been the best thing. I've just enjoyed the holiday. So right before Thanksgiving, I took my last trip to Orlando and came back and just celebrated. Okay, I did it. I did a full season of travel. And now I'm home and I'm in my slippers and I, I just, I just loved it. This Thanksgiving was a wild Thanksgiving. I love the holidays. I'm a traditionalist. I don't know what you're like, but I have friends that don't really care. You know, they'd rather go on a vacation or go do something different. I'm one of those girls that wants to set the table, have the turkey, have all those memories uh, that I had as a child. I like to pass it on. And I love to have family in my home. And I just, I love it. I love the whole thing. And so I've always made it a priority to travel to family on the holidays. And I get it. You know, Thanksgiving can be an easy moment to have a few friends over. And for some of us, that's what life looks like. And I get it. Uh, But because we're in driving distance, we've just always made that sacrifice to show up, to be there. It's been good. It's been hard. It's been awesome. It's been terrible. It's all the above. But my goal is to just show up for the holiday. So uh, we've never actually hosted Thanksgiving at our house. It's kind of wild when you are an adult and your mom has always done certain things or your aunts or your grandmas. And so we've just never hosted Thanksgiving. And because about 11 years ago, we moved to Redding, California, we had a small home and it was difficult to house anybody, but also to have my my mom and my dad and my sister and her whole family, they would have to rent a hotel or get somewhere else to stay. And it just ended up being kind of costly for a really pricey time of the year. You know what I'm saying? So we just said it's easier for us to pack it up and head on down. And we also have our other family members from South Lake Tahoe that would come in. And so there was a big group of us. So this year, now that we're in the new house and we have some space, we decided we would host it. And everybody was kind enough to drive the four hours to be with us. And so starting Wednesday of Thanksgiving week, we hosted and housed 19 of us. It was wild. There was 19 of us and there were six dogs and we partied hard for three days straight. It was so much fun. Um, I cooked the turkey this year um, and I didn't even have a plan. I bought a 22 pound turkey and threw it in the fridge or the freezer and then realized I got to dethaw that thing and then I got to get a game plan, but I didn't let anybody know because I didn't want you know that panic that happens in the holidays where everybody has their decision of, or their their way of doing things of like, oh, well, you need to do it this way. And this is how your grandmother did it. And this is what I would do. And oftentimes I want it to be peaceful and relaxed and not high stakes. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I tend to leave that out of the equation. So I may have been the girl Thanksgiving evening that was up in my room at 1130 at night, Googling, how do I cook? turkey and Gordon Ramsay may have been 
the person that taught me how to do it. And I may have done an Insta cart order at 1145 to have some lemons and onions and garlic delivered. So yeah, that was me, but I loved it. We ate a full dinner. We had pie and we played games. And then on that Friday, we ended up going and watching Elf at the movies because they're, it's the 20th year. Can you believe Elf? The movie is 20 years old. Like that's just wild to me. That's when you start getting really old. When you realize that Elf is a Christmas movie that people were actually like born and watched from their childhood up. (laughs) It's just an amazing thought. So we all went to the movies and I did not get the movies, the movie seats in time. So we were in the front row and the second row. It was, it was, you know, it is what it is. And we watched Elf and then everybody kind of packed up and headed home and we had a great holiday and we will do the same thing for them at Christmas. We will pack up and head out to go there. But we had a great a great week. And then my birthday was uh, yesterday on a Tuesday. I did a full work day. Um, but at the end of the day, my husband took me out to lunch, which was great. And I got to teach like 200 and some odd, 250 Brazilians on a Zoom call. And I just had so much fun. I taught a leadership school for Jesus culture. It was just a great day. And I finished my day sitting by the fire, um, shopping for some Christmas gifts, but then honestly finishing, helping finish my son's science project with clay and styrofoam for an hour and a half. So that was the end of my birthday. And you know what? I don't care. I love it. I love being a mom. So let's talk about this year. I'd love to just give you guys some things that were big for me, little for me, significant. You know, what some of the highlights this year and what were really big and memorable for me was a couple things. Um, The exciting things were that I hosted our Wonder Conference for Bethel, and that was such an incredible conference. It was, I almost want to call it like a gathering. It was wild and wonderful and unique. And I think what I loved most was that I got to lead with a group of powerful women, and they weren't just working for me. We were working together to create this memorable powerful God supernatural moment. And God just was exactly who he said he would be. And he showed up and it was profound and life-changing. So I love that. Another highlight in my year was that I finally took a sabbatical. I've never had a sabbatical in my whole life. And specifically in the last 11 years where I have worked my little tail off and written 13 books and traveled the world and had four kids and worked two jobs at the same time most of those years, I finally had a sabbatical and we took our family um, overseas to, um, to France and Spain and we did a little cruise. I talked about it in one of the podcasts. You can go back and listen. But it was, I look back and I'm so grateful. Like I... I'm so grateful that God has given us the emotional, spiritual, and financial health to be able to do something like that. And I'm grateful that in the past, I may have never done that and then would crash and burn. And I'm thankful that out of those crashes and burns that I've had in the past, that it caused me to take note and to to know what I needed and to ask for what I needed And after being 46 years old, to be able to know what I need, ask for what I need, and know that it may not 
be easy for everybody, but it's going to give me longevity. Man, I was just kind of proud of myself for doing that. And it was awesome. And then, of course, this year, one of my highlights was getting my little teddy bear, my little dog, um, Teddy. He's a 10-pound poodle, and I did not anticipate getting a second dog. I honestly didn't know if I wanted my first dog, but I became a, not a sponsor, I want to say like a sponsor, but it's a, a guardian for a breeder in town, and Teddy has just been a gift to me. He lets me snuggle him, and I think any woman that's had multiple kids and had that baby in their life for so many years to have something to nurture and that still is excited to see you. <laughs> Such a wonderful feeling. So that was really great. Some of my challenges or lessons this year, I was looking through photos and I saw myself at the Wonder Conference and I look dramatically different. And what I mean by that is that I'm look very puffy and I look tired and it really came down to the physical pain that I was in. I found out I had stenosis this year and I've had physical therapy every week for the past year and it's just been a challenging season but that was kind of the heightened moment when I had had like seven shots down my back the day before that and I was just heavily medicated and in pain and discouraged and sad and just feeling hopeless and helpless when you're in pain all the time. That's kind of the mindset you have to really fight. And so I just think about that and I'm just grateful that I'm through it. But when I look at the picture, it's like immediately I go back to like, I remember that. I remember when I saw pictures of myself after my third and fourth, second, third and fourth boys were born. And having postpartum depression and I can see my face in some of those photos where I'm just not myself. And I remember, I remember that, that feeling. And so when I saw the picture of myself at the conference, I'm like, I remember that. Yeah, that was challenging and discouraging and hard, just super hard. And so I would say one of the lessons that I learned this year came out of me crashing and burning last year with the physical pain and then dealing with that pain all year because I pushed too hard last fall. And so I think one of the lessons I learned this year, which was a really hard lesson and I hated it, was that I do have limits. And if I don't set healthy limits, my body will set those for me. And it's harder getting older and it's harder having limitations but I'm going to have to sacrifice somewhere. And what I learned was that the sacrifice that I had to take last year and this year was my body. And I didn't get Christmas like normal. And I didn't get to have my nice January. And I didn't get to have the conference feeling great and happy and excited. I had to power through and live through and kind of suffer through some of the things that I didn't have to do. But because my choices caught up with me, I had to live through it. So that was really, really difficult. And I learned a lot. I also was really proud of myself this year that after three years, three years of this passion project, I finally finished my book, turned it in and it is being printed. It's already being printed, but it's going live um, in on December 12th. 
and I can't even tell you, I have a book. I have a real book and it's hardback. It's my first ever hardback book. I've never had one. I feel like a grown up. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's called Created to Hear God. Um, four unique and proven ways to confidently discern his voice. And this book is everything I know on the topic of discovering your prophetic personality, how to grow, how to, your weaknesses, your strengths, your development, your maturity, how to work with others, and just how to connect with God every single day, no matter if you are living your perfect life or you're having a hard time. This is the book that will teach you how God is already speaking to you. And so I'm proud of that. That was a big accomplishment for me. And I get it. Like if you looked at my life, you'd be like, how about you've written 13 books? No, I've written a lot of devotionals. I've done like books that are hard, but they're devotionals. This is my second full book I've ever done. And so I'm really proud of it. And not only that, I did something totally different this year. I've never done in my whole life. And that was, I recorded my first book on Audible. I've never done that. And honestly, I was really scared because as you guys know, I'm dyslexic. I'm not a great reader. And the idea of having someone sit and produce as I read an entire book out loud was really intense for me. I thought this is going to be humiliating if I can't do this. And I have this friend named Holly who has a company that does all of this. And she sat with me and she just prayed over me and spoke life into me. And I started to read the book and I just felt the anointing. I felt God was with me doing it. And I read that book and there are times when I laughed when I was reading it and I cried and her and I would look at each other and say, oh my gosh, this book is going to change lives. Like I can feel it. And when you're writing a book, you just see the same words and you, you almost wonder if it's good anymore because you've read it and rewrote, written it and you've, you know, just edited it and just over and over and over with those same words you wonder. And then when you get to read the whole thing straight through, it's like, wow, God, that is miraculous. Thank you for what you've done. So that was a big personal growth for me was to kick fear in the face, to acknowledge the demon of, I don't think I can read out loud, to just doing it and finishing my first book. So I was the girl that was jumping up and down in my living room. Like, I did it. I did it. I'm still doing things I don't know how to do at 46, and that is okay. I hope you are too. I hope you haven't stopped. I hope you keep trying new things for as long as you're on the earth. So I'm just really proud of this year. Um, some things that I hope that I will do next year <laughs> differently, some of my hopes, goals, and aspirations for this next year is at least this winter, I want to play more. And what I mean is I got, I was given skis and boots and a ski pass this last year, and I want to use it. I didn't use my skis only once last year, and this year I want to use it as much as possible. I want to not worry about so much if things are done perfectly or if everything is organized or orderly. I want to just play more. I want to go sledding. I want to run to the mountains for a Saturday. And I want to bike ride and just do more activities and play more. I want to do more board games and puzzles and just have fun. That's what I'm really looking forward to do. Um, some of my goals this next year is to really edit some of the things that I have said yes to for a long time, and it has worked for a long time, but I've noticed that my kids need me differently than they ever have, and I need them differently than I ever have, 
And so I need to cut out some things to make more room. It sounds funny, but I want to get back to making dinner every night. And if you were with me for most of the boys' childhood, I've always made dinner at night. I love making dinner. But once we had COVID and then working really hard, and then we were in a renovation for six months, it's like I lost a whole year. And then when I got back, I was writing this book and I was in pain. And it's just been like a crazy couple years. And so this year, I'd like to get back to setting the table, not just paper plating it every night. I would like to getting back to some of my favorite meals, like roasting chicken and making meatloaf and my homemade lasagna. I just want to get back to being, to nurturing the boys in that way. And I want to make sure that we get back to our evening walks after dinner, just having some of those traditions that we've always had, but just kind of lost our way along, along the way. So I'd like to do that. I'd really like to lift weights this year. <laughs> it sounds really funny, but I want to get strong and I want to lift more weights. I want to build strength and I want to just not lose my body, not my body weight, but body in my muscle and bone and all the things. So I'd like to lift a little bit more and get a little stronger and just keep my body strong and healthy and alive. And um, I also am really looking forward to like, what does this next year look like? You know, we've had a full year of author school and author school's just been, it's been the biggest surprise in my life. I did not imagine that I would have the capacity to teach people how to write books, but not just teach them, but actually watch them finish them publish them and celebrate them. And having, being able to watch that happen has been profoundly rewarding. And so I'm really excited about the author school of next year, but I'm also really excited about launching a whole new um, class and, and options for helping you self-publish and market and all those things we've just not been able to even offer because we didn't know how. And I'm looking forward to trying new things to teach you how to actually get your book from an idea all the way to published. And that's exciting. And that's not something we've been able to do yet. So that is very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to also figuring out a way to take the summer and do what we did this last year. Of course, we probably won't do a full sabbatical and travel but I'd like to find a way to really take July or at least a month off in some way. I don't know what that's supposed to look like. If that means we're going to take the family and do a ministry trip somewhere or camp or rent an RV or I don't really know how swap somewhere, but I just know I really enjoyed having those weeks with the boys and they didn't have media and we were off the grid and it was awesome. So I know it probably won't be three or four weeks, but even a week off the grid as a family, I would love to figure that out for this next year. And um, I don't have any huge plans or celebrations this next year. I'm kind of gearing up because I'll be celebrating my 20th year anniversary, not next year, but the year after. And my big dream, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I should tell you guys this. This is kind of embarrassing, but between us, I would love to celebrate my 20th in Paris. And I would love, like big dream, big dream, I would love to be able to put my wedding dress on. <laughs> These are big dreams, maybe with an expanded version of the wedding dress. And I would love to have photos taken with Ben and I on our 20th 
um, in front of the Eiffel Tower in my wedding dress. A girl can dream, right? I mean, you got to say it. You got to say it somewhere. So I would love that. And I would love to take my boys uh, to Sicily at some point, but maybe not next year, right? We'll just see. We'll see what the world looks like. Um, I'm also, um, let's see. So I am so grateful um, for many things. And this year specifically, I had a few key people in my life that were so like pushed me forward. And one of those people that I'm so grateful for is Holly, the, the woman that helped me record my book. She was actually the one that, I mean, I want to say eight years ago had the audacity to tell me I needed to do a course on prophetic personalities to teach people how to hear God's voice. And she said, I'll help you do it. I know how to do it. We can do this. And she was not wrong. And that changed the trajectory of my life. Like that was, she initiated it and then she helped me do it. And then to sit back and like eight years later to have her sitting in my living room as I recorded the book was just this full circle moment of like, wow, God, you are amazing. You do these things. Um, I'm also really grateful for James River, Pastor Debbie and Pastor John and their family. They were so critical in my life this year. And I don't even know how to put into words. I've been obviously to James River before. and We've had uh, beautiful times together. But this year, it just felt so different and profound. And their belief in me and their love for me and the way that they open their arms and, and just champion me is... I don't think they'll ever know what that means to me. Um, they had me come and minister during COVID and I was so, um, I was so shook with COVID, not from the, the disease itself or not being home, but you know, in two weeks straight, we had all of our events cancel. It was just a really weird season. You guys know what I'm talking about. And it was scary. And I had a lot of muscle memory, like fear memory from, the, um, from the recession and when we lost everything and we had to move. And I had a lot of that memory in my body, I think probably. And, um, and so they had us out during COVID and during those, that season. And they really, they'll never know what that meant and how that helped us stay afloat for that year to get back to what God was calling us to do. And so, um, yeah, those were really significant. Of course, my husband has been the biggest champion in my life. And you know what's funny? Marriage is such a funny thing. Like, I, re I remember years in my marriage, not years, maybe years, where I just literally, like, my husband was not my favorite person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like the full year, but like there were seasons when I was like, I honestly don't like you. I love you, but I don't like you. And we had hard seasons and then four kids and I was probably a butthead at times and he was definitely a butthead at times. I'm not, we both were. But there's a season in your marriage where you just, you, you keep going and you keep going and you keep humbling yourself and you keep forgiving and you keep trying and you get to these beautiful moments where you realize, oh my gosh, we haven't had an argument in like, months or years. It's, it's wild. We haven't even like that thing that would have taken us out for a good week was like a minute. Like we used to go to bed angry and it would last for like three or four days, right? They had to be punished. And now we can go to bed angry. And again, I know the Bible says don't go to bed angry, but sometimes I think you need just a good night's sleep. If you both agree, can we get a good night's sleep before we talk about this and you're not running and we'll wake up and we're nice to each other. And we're like, yeah, no big deal. And it's, I'm like, wow, we have grown so much. 
So my husband is the MVP, the most valuable player and the most just, I can't believe how much I, I love him. I love him more than I ever did. I love doing life with him. He's just my favorite person. And that is a testimony to what God has done in our lives and probably a testimony to how much I've changed <laughs> and been easier to live with. So that's been really cool. Um, all right. Favorite things this year, favorite hobbies. Uh, definitely. I love walking. You guys know that I love taking my dogs for walks and I love at night, right at that sunset to take them down by the water. Um, I love traveling. Oh, I had so much fun traveling this year that just being in Europe in Hawaii. And then honestly being even on all the events that I spoke at, just being able to be in your city and wander around your mall or wander around your downtown. I just had so much fun being in the world. It was awesome. Um, my favorite books this year, um, I have a couple, but definitely um, I enjoyed um, my my friend's books. I almost don't want to start saying which books they are because I'm afraid you're going to start thinking that I'm, you know, championing different ones. Uh, but I... Oh, I'm not even going to get into it. Now I'm, now I'm kind of panicking. So anyway, I, I had great books that I enjoyed, movies, music, all the things. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I guess my wish that I have for myself or what I was hoping was that I would not be exhausted on my birthday. And you know what? I'm not. I feel great. I feel healthy. I feel alive. And something I'm looking forward to is... Ben and I years ago decided we used to try to get away in January and we found out there were two reasons why that didn't work. One was because we were exhausted, right? You host all the holidays, the kids go back to school and you just feel tired. And then secondly, you're broke. <laughs> so we like to get away in the beginning of January to set our pace for the holidays and just to kind of get a game plan. So we get to go away next week and I'm really excited. We go to this little place where it's low key. It's on the coast. It's called Bodega Bay. Probably shouldn't tell you where it is, but I'll, hopefully you guys will be safe. And um, we just go there and we, we just literally stay in our sweats and I bring my painting supplies and they have a little fireplace in the room and we just chill for three days. We plan our year. We talk about our goals for the year. We take each kid and we break it down to like, what do we need to add more into their life? What do we need to take away? What are we working on? We just, we just need time to kind of map it out because when January hits, it's hard to know you're just already, you've already started. Right. And so we find that it just gives you peace to know we already have our focus. We know where we're going, we know what we're doing. And we've done that from, for a really long time. And that is very helpful. We look at our year, we pull the entire year out. I make sure there's a getaway or something fun within that quarter. I make sure that my travel schedule makes sense. I make sure that any big projects are mapped out and lined up. Um, and we just talk about our dreams. And one of the things that we're really focused on right now, I shouldn't say work, cause that's not really fair, but is, um, Ben and I are really excited about investing in real estate. And when I say real estate, that sounds like, it sounds like, um, high risers and like, like acreage. It's not, there are little homes in our area that we are excited to renovate and rent out or sell. And Ben, my amazing husband just did his first house this year. And it was incredible. I, he took me in there the first time and I thought, this is a terrible idea. This house is not going to be great. You could smell the cigarette smoke 
just before you even walked in. You know that smell? And I'm like, how are you going to get the smell out? And I mean, the house was so bad. You guys, they found a dead cat under the bed that had been there for at least six months. A dead cat. Like that's how bad the house was. And Ben had this vision. And so they, he worked on it. We had an incredible friend who's a contractor who is honest, reliable, and just a genuine friend. And he helped us do all the work and it's beautiful. And I kind of document that over on Home with Havilah a little bit. So if you're curious, you can pop over to my Instagram with Home with Havilah. It's not my Havilah Cunnington. So I think one of our dreams is to get another home this year and try it again and see what happens. Um, and that's been really fun. Something we both can work together. And, um, okay, three fun, lighthearted questions. If you could have any birthday party theme, what would it be? Um, I would love to have a birthday on a boat, (laughs) like a cruise ship or a yacht or something fun where everybody hangs out for a couple days and you, you can jump off the boat, you can swim, you can get back on the boat, you can eat. It's just beach, water, play. I'm all about that. That to me would be super fun. Um, what's my favorite flavor of birthday cake or dessert? Ooh, that is a good one. I told you guys already. I love donuts, 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 donuts. I love it. Maple donuts are from the Lord, but my favorite, uh, flavor of birthday cake is probably, um, chocolate. I really like German chocolate. I love anything with like nuts or coconut. I like a Snickers bar, you know, or almond joy. I love that kind of taste. So anything like that. Um, I definitely love. And um, yeah, I just, gosh, what did I get for my birthday? That's my favorite gift. You know what? Our staff got me a new headset, one of those new Apple headsets. I know there's a name for it, but I don't know what it's called. And I'm so excited because I've been using, I found an old pair of Beats that somebody had given me. I think I bought them eight years ago. And I used to wear the little Apple, you know, the eye, oh gosh, my boys, they're going to mock me if they hear this. The AirPods where you put them in your ears, but they hurt. And I'm at the point where when I'm on a flight for 12 hours, my ears just hurt. And so I pulled those big ones out again. And my my son has a pair and I've been envying them and eyeing them for a while. And so uh, that was my gift. And I'm so excited. Literally, that's the only gift I wanted. And I got it and I'm so excited. So that was my favorite gift. All right, you guys, what can you get me for my birthday? Do you guys want to know? This is the biggest thing you can do for my birthday. If you have followed me, listened to me, you listen to this podcast, you want to give back anyway, all I ask is that you invest in my new book, Created to Hear God. That's all I ask, that you purchase it and you either read it or you give it to someone this year. That's the one thing that would speak to me and champion me and help me. And not only that, I know that it will help you And I know that this book is going to be life-changing. So I hope that you grab it. It's on Amazon right now, Created to Hear God. I hope that you will do that. And um, if this podcast means something to you, you love it, leave me a review, leave me a comment. I read each one. And if you like the birthday episode, like let me know because I can look at this and I can see you say, I love the birthday one. Um, I I would love nothing more than to see that. I have one more thing I want to tell you. This is a big deal. When you heard me talk about the author school, well, we are going to actually open up applications for our winter and spring author school class. It's one class. It's, it starts midwinter, ends in the spring. And um, so it's really, it's a cool class. Here's what you do. 
you have to apply to be a part and your application um, is a way so we know that you are right for the school and we are right for you. But also it's in 16 weeks, we take you from having an idea of what to write to finishing your first draft, your first draft of your manuscript. It's not your whole manuscript, meaning if you want to write a trilogy with 18 chapters, but this is just a 12 chapter book. It's your first manuscript. You can have it done in, in 16 weeks and I'm with you twice a week. Every single week I teach you from my kitchen table and I walk you through how to write your book. And not only that, not just how to, but you write your book alongside so you can have your book done. The class begins February 7th. The class begins February 7th, so you have to apply and make sure. And here's what I think. For some of you, you should ask your family, your friends, your spouse for this as a gift. Say, my Christmas gift, mom and dad, I want to finish a book. Help me do this. You can apply at havelasauthorschool.com. Havelasauthorschool.com. You can apply there. And uh, it's really easy, I promise. And uh, we will start February 7th, 16 weeks. It's phenomenal. Uh, you could be, it, it's the schools created for those that are working full-time, live in other countries. Um, it's it's a it's literally a, a class that's created for those that have busy lives but still want to write the book that they feel called to write. So again, havelasauthorschool.com. Uh, class begins February 7th. Applications are now open for the winter and spring class. All right, you guys, that's it for now. I love you. Uh, this has been an interesting little episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'm going to, well, I've got a really big surprise next week. Really big surprise. I don't even want to tell you what it is, but I think you're going to love it. I've never done anything like it on the podcast. And uh, it's going to start our December series. Okay, I love you. Thanks for all your birthday love, wishes. And I hope that this inspired and challenged you. And if nothing else, I hope you have a fantastic day.